Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. This is Jeff and Kelly. Jean Claude Van Damme month week four. Oh <laughs> man, we we just have to jump into this one because this week is a doozy. Yes, it is. This is uh, <laughs> uh, like surprisingly, considering that we did knock off and that movie was like pants on mm-hmm. head, bananas crazy. Mm-hmm. This one I feel made less sense in terms of plot <laughs> and why people did things and yeah. how people did things. Like, at least knockoff was just like, uh, go to here, go to there, find this person, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> this yeah. one did some weirder things. And then by the end of it, I had so many questions because <laughs> the, it doesn't really end. No. Truthfully. Yeah. There's a... Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it oh my god the the movie that we did for this week is the uh 1990 american prison action thriller death warrant yeah prison as a genre i i saw it on here on wikipedia and i was like really it has a link to prison as a film and it's like yeah the prison film a movie about life in prison or escaping prison or stuff like that. I just find it funny that like the, there's a there's a genre for it. I guess it seems crazy to me. It seems like it would just be like a drama or a thriller or a whatever mm-hmm. the movie is. It seems weird to <laughs> specify it as prison, but uh, that is indeed what this movie is. Yeah. And I mean to jump right into what uh, IMDb says the plot is, <laughs> because I immediately have some issues. Yeah. On IMDb it says, in a violent and corrupt prison, dedicated cop Lewis Burke must infiltrate the jail to find answers to a number of inside murders. What he finds is a struggle of life and death, tied into his own past. A bunch of that is technically true. Yeah. (laughs) That end hook? Absolutely not. It is absurd how (laughs) how the plot of this movie ties into his past. Yeah. Uh, It has nothing, like at the beginning of the movie, like when he gets into the prison, Mm -hmm. nothing about it has to do with his past. No. And it is only because of later developments that are (laughs) totally unrelated that his past even winds up tied up in this movie at all. Yeah. So it's silly that they advertise it as like, <laughs> oh, there's this thing. It's like, yeah, there is, but not how you describe it. Yeah. You were being very loose with definitions <laughs> and such. So Lewis Burke, uh, which is probably like my favorite of his name so far in terms of just being like, Bruh. just a dude's <laughs> name. Yeah. Like this one, truthfully, and I did look into some of the trivia 
uh, that Bruce Willis was apparently attached at one point to play mm. this character, but there was uh, scheduling conflicts with Die Hard 2. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, I might not like Die Hard 2 as much as Die Hard, but it's a better fucking movie mm. than this. Holy mm-hmm. shit. So good for him to not, uh, yeah. to not do that. <clears throat> but that character, I, <laughs> I would love to see the original script of this movie. Like mm-hmm. the original actual written script. Because for one thing that I found interesting when I was looking into it, written by David S. Goyer, who has written a shitload of superhero stuff for like uh, DC. Okay. He's helped writing on like all the Nolan Batman movies, the new Batman movies, the new okay. Superman movie. Mm-hmm. He wrote all the Blade movies. Uh, you know, he's done all sorts of stuff like that. So he's written a whole bunch of shit yeah. <laughs> that people have seen. Like, I bet you if you took his like box office of movies he's written, mm-hmm. it'd be off the fucking charts because it's all <laughs> <laughs> so many Batman movies. Um, this was the first movie he sold. Second script he wrote, first one he ever sold. Okay. So little bit of uh, leeway given to him mm-hmm. for how just nonsense this script really is. Yeah. And like, what? Like, I, I could <laughs> I could understand, like, having an idea mm-hmm. and throwing it down as a script and being like, okay, yeah. And then sort of looking at it and being like, oh, wow, so much of this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. And yeah. moving along. Apparently in the 80s, it was a lot easier to sell a movie. <laughs> they could see a script that is this movie and be like, no, yeah, we can make some money off of that. Oh, yeah. Just uh, throw an action, one of the big action stars in the lead role, and there yeah, you go. and like legitimately though, that is what this movie really, really, truly feels like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like a movie that had any sort of like passion behind the story yeah. or anything that it wants to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is no, and I, fe- I feel kind of bad saying it, but it's like there is no art in this movie you know what i mean it feels very much like a let's get some fight scenes piece mm-hmm. them together get a big name in it people will pay 10 bucks yeah. <laughs> or however much it was in 1990 yeah <laughs> you know people will pay it and they'll come and they'll see it and the people who want to see a jean-claude movie won't be bothered yeah by all of the <laughs> the nonsense that winds up mm-hmm. happening but the reason i really want to see the original script is just to confirm, because I'm almost 100% positive, that there is no line about him being French-Canadian in the original script. Yeah. I can almost guarantee <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, this one was one of my favorites at the uh, at the game of why does he have this accent, <laughs> <laughs> which is easily one of my favorite parts of this mm-hmm. whole month. It's just like, how does the movie convince us that he should have that accent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, set it in France, have him raised in France, mm-hmm. raised in a French nunnery in Hong Kong, <laughs> all that stuff. And so this one, I was like, okay, what are they going to do? Like, uh, will they do anything was a big question. Yeah. I was or, like, it's possible that they're just like, who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah. He lives here and has this accent. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's totally possible, but it's absolutely hysterical that one of the first lines over the, over his walkie talkie in the first scene is like, I don't know how you do things in Canada. But we do things different down here. And it was like, oh, my God, he's Canadian. That's why. He's French Canadian. You're fucking kidding me. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That was my first note. Canada this time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's hysterical, too, because of how how little, like, uh, attention and detail is put into 
a lot of the the plot of this mm-hmm. movie because that brings up some real questions that this movie has absolutely no interest in answering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can mm-hmm. only imagine that the original script of this had him as a cop in America, like from mm-hmm. America and in America because mm-hmm. they were also a little uh, a little <laughs> unclear on what his position is in America right now. Yeah. Because it's like he's there. He has the accent. Mm-hmm. The people are talking to him about like, you know, like I just said, you know, that's not how we do things down here. I don't yeah. know how you do them in Canada. Yeah. And they make mention later about how like that whole beginning scene with him tracking the serial killer is like he followed mm-hmm. the Sandman killer down from Canada yeah. into America to like chase him and capture him. Which was like, I don't know, like, I truthfully don't know if you can do that or if you're supposed to just pass it along. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know I if, mean, you, if, I if guess jurisdiction international, like, I'm sure you'd you, have to team up with someone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is like, that's why he was with all of the other cops. Cause, and then and then ditching them right at yeah. the beginning where they're just like, hey, you got to wait. And he's like, never. He killed my partner. And then runs off to go do his action movie shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes into the decrepit warehouse, not before encountering another trio of Mm -hmm. stereotypical thugs. Yep. This time they're Mexican Mm -hmm. instead of black, but they're just as stereotypical, just as like awful. Yeah. And 90s and just like, oh, my God, are you serious about this? And then he scares them off mm-hmm. uh, so that he can go into this old building and track down the Sandman, the serial killer who apparently killed his partner. Yeah. Uh, there's a decent fight scene. I feel like this movie has like relatively decent Jean-Claude fight scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that they kind of let him just play out. Yeah. You know, there's not too much cutting. A lot of it you can tell like there's Jean-Claude doing his shit, like doing I his mean... kicks, doing his stuff. What was there a specific spot that you there were there were multiple spots where it was like a like double cut of the same kick? No, yeah, but that was but, still him. I mean, I know that <laughs> I I know that and his oh okay, his you, you just mean just the the cutting of like yeah, the stylization the, of the, of the cuts was so much dumber than, than any of the the stylization in like Knockout. I was like, at least that stuff was like wild and zany. Mm-hmm. This was just like really annoying, and at first it seemed like it was on accident, and then <laughs> yeah. a, and then as it just kept 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 happening, it was like, oh no, this is like on purpose, and it was just really strange because at first I thought it was like. That they would just show the hit twice. Mm-hmm. And then there were a few later where you could tell that they were way different, like, kicks. Yeah. Like, one of them went, like, to the guy's face, and then the other one kind of came around the side and hit him in the side of the head. Mm-hmm. But the cuts are, like, blam, blam, right next to each other, so it's like a jump cut. Yeah. And it's like, is that supposed to imply that he's like kicking faster than the speed of light or something? Like, I don't really know what you're getting at movie, but it's very distracting. (laughs) Now I get what you mean. Like, it definitely was him. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, some of the fight scene stuff was goofy. I I was thinking like him against the dude with the chain. Yeah. Was like, for one, another chain fight. (laughs) But like that seemed a lot of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just him. That's him and the other guy and they're performing martial arts at each other. Yeah. (laughs) And it's clear that it's him. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. That's what you're here for. (laughs) Um, 
but it was horribly edited in other ways as well. Mm-hmm. Because in that fight scene, the 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 Sandman like slashes at Burke mm-hmm. and he drops his gun and it's too far away for him to get it. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the Sandman and then it cuts to him and he just has the gun in his hand now and shoots and kills, <laughs> allegedly kills the Sandman. Yeah. He absolutely fucking murdered that guy. Yep. And I, I guess I guess saying it that way makes it sound like I'm saying that he did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not because he was yeah. definitely a serial killer and he was definitely like <laughs> brandishing a bloody knife that he had just murdered someone with. So it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, no, he probably, you probably needed to shoot him a lot. Mm-hmm. But the fact that later in the movie, you learn that he's just not dead again, mm-hmm. much like uh, Paul Sorvino in Knockoff, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, wait, he's not dead? Like, no, like, why not? Because. How? Okay. Yeah, that's... that's uh, <laughs> It's it's kind of absurd. It was six gunshots. Yeah, he emptied the fucking gun into him and he dropped to the ground still and lifeless with blood flowing out of him. Yeah. And and apparently there was nobody else around because his backup wasn't going to be there. So it's not even like the EMTs rushed Mm -hmm. in and saved his life. Yeah. So it's like, he's absolutely dead. It's ridiculous that he comes back later. Fucking Michael Myers over here. (laughs) Really? But it's like, there are... I mean, you know, a couple of years prior, you have Die Hard where you have uh, Carl who kind of comes back mm-hmm. from the dead a couple of times where you think he's been <laughs> defeated, but he hasn't. But it's it, none of his like deaths mm-hmm. were as clearly definitive as yeah. six rounds to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> like that is pretty clearly fully fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. And I had to write down his line. For killing the Sandman, which was just like the 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 most like basic placeholder one liner that you like put in because you're like fuck I can't think of anything right now I'll come back and I'll do it later mm-hmm. and then you forget about it because he fucking shoots him to death and then just says you're under arrest like <laughs> that's all you got yeah he's the Sandman he killed your partner. You just killed him. (laughs) And the best you can muster is you're under arrest. Like, that's just what you should be saying to him Mm -hmm. as a cop. Not even like a clever retort. That's just like part of the procedure. (laughs) I don't understand why you thought that was the coolest line in the world. It's not. Uh, And then hysterically, it does the like 16 months later bit. Mm -hmm. It's like 16 months later and he is. All smiles, yeah. hugging everybody. I don't even know what if he's celebrating something. I don't even yeah. recall. They're just like, "Hey, yeah. this no, is great, right?" He's, he's just in a good mood because yeah, the Sandman's dead. Sixteen months ago, as far as he knew, you know, yeah. it's so I crazy. Mean, it's like he's, he's just—he's just, still riding that yeah. high. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I can see that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was absolutely hysterical. And, uh, and that was, that was around the time I wrote the question of like, how could he have followed the Sandman and stay on the case the way that he did? But mm-hmm. truthfully, I don't really know that much about police procedure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like I'm actually an expert on that. Uh, but I did like the fact that it was like, he kills the Sandman 16 months later, high fives all around. <laughs> and then they immediately get to business. He gets to the meeting with all the people about the mission Mm-hmm. that the rest of the movie is about and it's like oh cool awesome yeah no fucking fluff yeah just get right into it <laughs> i still don't understand <laughs> like this the whole thing 
is so weird to me, like, why this character does this. Mm-hmm. I wrote down that, like, I guess he's just got nothing better to do. But it's like 16 months later, he's still in America. L- yeah, yeah, in LA. LA. So it's like, okay, so did he transfer down here? Did he move to L.A. and join the force? And did he do this before or after killing the Sandman? None of it's explained. None of it's explored. It's just like, you now work for us here. Mm -hmm. And it really, that's one of those moments where it's kind of like the seams that you can see where they had to patch in the French-Canadian part. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, he was a French-Canadian detective. It's like, okay, and then now he's working for L.A.? Like, I Yes, let's just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, just keep rolling. It's fine. He works here now. Nobody's going to question this. There's yeah. never going to be a podcast in, tw- in in 31 years asking about this. Um, but it really, it was just like, why is he going undercover in jail for this mission? Because he's from Canada. No one will know who he is. Right. But like, it's not <laughs> his mission. You know what I mean? Like, no. like we sort of mentioned how they like staple on a part of his past Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie to like make it you know more whatever but like at that moment of being asked to go undercover in like a horrific murder prison Mm -hmm. where it's like the the thing that they're dealing with is like hey we don't want this to get out that a lot of our prisoners are being straight up murdered yeah so we need to send a cop undercover. Nobody else will know. Nobody in the prison will know that you're a cop. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. except for us. And you're going to go undercover and you're going to solve this murder. Yeah. And it's like that. None of that sounds good. Like n- none of that <laughs> sounds like something that like that this character who admittedly we know nothing about at the beginning and really learn nothing about throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, he is a blank fucking cardboard <laughs> cutout of a character. But it's just like. Why does he want to do this? Yeah. Why does he want to go into this like horrifically dangerous mission to mm-hmm. to help out some people he's never met before? Seemingly, <laughs> like when he goes to the meeting, it's not like he's like, "Hey, what's going on, Tom? How you doing, Keen?" Yeah. He's just like, "Okay, what's this deal all about?" Like, this dude walks in not knowing anything about this and is just like, "Oh, undercover <laughs> in prison sounds like a blast." Yeah. And he just decides to go with it. Yeah. And then later, I'll, I'll kind of jump a little bit ahead because, you know, I mean, that's the basic setup. Mm-hmm. He's going into prison undercover. People are getting murdered. Mm-hmm. And so he's there to solve it. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. And there's, it's a decent hook. There's a female detective playing his wife. Yeah. Who like comes in to sort of help him every once in a while mm-hmm. as much as they can. Yeah. Which isn't much. Sneak him cash. Yeah. It was just so funny when they like have their meeting at the like sit down thing with the like fence between them mm-hmm. and it's just like you're just out in the open there's no real privacy here and you keep talking about your mission very loudly yeah like no you guys didn't figure out codes or yeah. <laughs> you know anything like that sliding a no. piece of paper or something i it seems wild to me that they're just like no yeah we're cool yeah. it's not like anybody's listening yeah like don't you uh, assume that these people here are corrupt yeah like you've already like- seen these guards be like malicious horrible bastards mm-hmm. like beating people and doing all sorts of terrible shit like clearly they were gonna like yeah. that's the whole point of the movie yeah. <laughs> it's like the guards are bad yeah um but like that's but, the best yeah. you can come up with is just no. talking out in the open about your shit like yeah. you're just gonna get <laughs> caught it's so obvious but a bit later in the movie like his whole the way that he does it the way that he like goes about his business because it's like okay there's been like 
seven prisoners murdered or something mm-hmm. over the past however long. Yeah. All of them get like an ice pick in the back of the head and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just like, holy shit, like they're getting spiked. They keep calling it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like horrible murders. And, uh, you know, the guards are letting somebody into the people's cells to kill them. And, it's, you know, all this mystery and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And in order to get information, he goes around talking to people pretending that the last guy to get killed i forget his name it was like barrett or something yeah i forget it i don't think i wrote it down but he, he he just he's just pretending that the last guy who got killed was a friend of his mm-hmm. in order to you know just get people to help him and, yeah. and and give a reason as to why he's asking around yeah so as to not seem like a cop yeah I guess I'm just wondering, like, why not make that character his friend? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for real. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as it might be like a cop with a prisoner for a friend, like, what, that doesn't sound like a cool hook? Yeah. For a movie that he had a friend, maybe like an informant or something, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, so that there's a reason for Jean-Claude to go into this situation. Like, yeah. if it's like, hey, an actual <laughs> friend of mine got murdered. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to try to fucking figure this out in his honor. Yeah. And instead the movie uses that as a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so he has no connection to this really. Yeah. And is only doing it for justice sake. <laughs> this is really what it comes down to. He's a true Canadian. I mean, <laughs> I guess, but it's just like, just do that so that I can give even like a half of a shit about Burke <laughs> and his mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, you know, people getting murdered is bad and all. Yeah. Uh, but he is our lead character, and I don't know why he's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, maybe <laughs> I- just give us something, movie. Yeah. Blood. It's about blood. <laughs> like they're stealing their blood because the way that they like describe the murders as being like particularly like ghastly mm-hmm. and with like a, a, a spike in the neck, yeah, which seemed to me like it was implying like they're stealing blood. Yeah, are they killing these people <laughs> to steal their blood? What a weird plot. Yeah. Like, yeah, keep them alive. Yeah. They make more blood. That was sort of my thing. I was like, either I'm dumb. I mean, it's like either I'm I'm jumping the gun, and the movie will explain better later, or it has no interest in explaining. <laughs> and it's just like, <clears throat> yeah, they're stealing blood. Who cares? <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't. It was the yeah. one thing where it was like, okay, the movie is a little bit smarter than that. Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, but I love how. <laughs> He has that fucking roommate, his cellmate, mm-hmm. not not Hank Azaria. Yeah. Immediately, as soon as I as like <laughs> saw him, I was like, "There's no way that's Hank Azaria." And then I was like, "Oh no, it's it's not. It's not Hank Azaria. Nope. Just uh, an incredible simulation," <laughs> which I that's thought was so funny. Budget Hank, <laughs> pretty much. And I love that like uh, Jean Claude shows up, goes into the cell. Just starts fucking with the stuff on the bed, mm-hmm. like grabbing the things that are sitting on the other bunk. And it's like, you just got here. Yeah. And you were already like going to be starting problems. Like, thankfully, he's a lot tougher than yeah. <laughs> than his cellmate. Yeah. So that he can like threaten him and and gain the upper hand and make mm-hmm. him his his little buddy, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, you could have been like holding that and you know looking at it, and the person instead of coming in and saying like, "Well, what are you doing? Why are you touching that?" They could have just been like, "I use shivs instead of words," mm-hmm. and just murder you, yeah, because you're holding their stuff because you're in prison. Yeah. 
Like it, it's insane that he's just like a doop doo. But it, it it kind of like lends itself to how the whole rest of the movie plays out because apparently in jail you can just go wherever you want. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. And there's like places where stuff happens that apparently nobody goes. Yeah. Like that ridiculous moment when he takes him down, down, down to the area, I think, to meet the priest yes. character, who I actually loved. Mm-hmm. I think he was the best character in the movie easily. Agreed. Um, Just because he's so much fun. I've seen him in other stuff. I know he's in Terminator 2, uh, <laughs> but that the dude is great. And so it was like fun to like, oh, this guy I know will give me something. Mm-hmm. It's like he's at least never boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like going down there to that weird place. And the women men that he has. Yeah. You know what I mean? This like, it's like he's a, like, he's like a sultan or something down yeah. in this like, <laughs> just untouched cell block apparently. Uh, yeah. Like what the fuck? And the only explanation given is that when Hank is area, not Hank is area is <laughs> walking down the stairs to take him there. He's like, yeah, it gets all like gross and moldy down here. So the guards don't come. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> there's spots in the prison that it's just like oh it's too gross we just don't go there things just happen in there and it, whatever happens happens yeah you know what i mean it's just insane that it's like mm-hmm. so you could just go down there and just like live down there and not have to sleep in a cell or deal with any other prisoners because you're just in the place where the guards don't go yeah apparently yeah <laughs> what oh my god did you recognize the head evil guard the warden yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down, I, uh, what did I, I call mean, him? I mean, I called him the warden. I assumed that he was a warden, but I wrote it as, uh, I wrote, oh no, the evil sheriff warden, all one word, sheriff warden, because he's not, <laughs> really, like, when I think of a warden, I think of more like a, a real, like, administrative guy, not a guy who walks around with the, like, guns and, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, pushing people around. I think of the warden as, you know, like, uh, um... Ben Kingsley and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shutter Island and stuff. Like the guy in the office, he doesn't actually beat the prisoners himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why I didn't really think yeah. of him as the warden. But did you recognize him? I couldn't place what I know him from. <laughs> he is uh, Pauly Shore's first sergeant in, in the army now. <laughs> the guy that he tells, shut up. I'm not good with directions. That dude. <laughs> the like one good part of that movie, that guy. Yes. Who's so good. Yeah. But as soon as he rolled in, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> two movies of ours now. That's amazing. <laughs> um, also, uh, the the half blind guy that, uh, mm-hmm. that he befriends, I think it was Hawkins. I believe so. What was his name? Yeah, Hawkins. Mm-hmm. That guy, Robert uh, Guillaume. I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. You have heard his voice a lot in your life. Oh? Because he is Rafiki. Oh. In The Lion King. <laughs> oh and God. every like video game yeah, yeah. and all the shit for Lion King that's ever come out <laughs> since then as Rafiki. So I didn't know that beforehand, but it's like, oh that dude, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Oh, I love that voice. So it's I, like I knew I liked him for some reason. <laughs> there was something about it that was just like, you're a good dude. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of, uh, he's got that, uh, that like, kind of tropey, like the old black guy at the prison who knows all the stuff and mm-hmm. can tell you, you know, like, mm-hmm. if, you know, fucking uh, uh, Morgan Freeman in uh, in Shawshank is that <laughs> sort of character. You know, it's kind of a, 
stereotype character yeah, yeah. so i'm not surprised this movie used it yeah but like old <laughs> wise black man at the prison kind mm-hmm. of character but at least he was good in mm-hmm. the little bits that he had i mean he kind of just showed up sometimes and saved the day on accident yeah. <laughs> um but and, he was also the reason that Jean-Claude started a fight on the first day. Oh, yeah. I wrote that. I was like, ah, sure knows how to keep a low profile doing roundhouse kicks in the cafeteria yeah. on your first day. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody's going to, like, see you yeah. and fucking make a little mental note yeah. <laughs> about, like, sneak up and stab that guy. Yeah. Do not get in a fight with him. Murder him secretly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, like, he's obviously, he needs to find who's doing this. What's happening? Why are these prisoners being murdered? Mm-hmm. And so he gets sent off on a sort of wild goose chase mystery thing where it's like, oh, okay, so this was the last guy who got killed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask Hawkins who his cellmate was mm-hmm. and then he goes and visits that guy mr heckles from <laughs> friends <laughs> go and visit him in the the where is he at the infirmary or whatever yeah. where he like works night shift that's yeah. where he is so then he has he's to go in to solitary him. yeah so he has to go to him to talk to him about what happened and then he tells Jean-Claude that the guards let the murderer in it wasn't him mm-hmm. like he didn't let the murderer in um, I still don't understand why he wasn't also killed the way that Jean-Claude's partner was going to get killed when the, you know, when they went yeah. in to kill Jean-Claude, mm-hmm. the, the like routine, it seems is to have yeah. the guard open the door. One of the dudes grabs the guy that you're not stealing blood from <laughs> and kills him. And then you ice pick the other one. I don't know. Again, not very well thought out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it, it made sense in somebody's head. Mm-hmm. But on the screen, it was kind of like, what? What, yeah. what exactly is happening here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he tells him that, you know, oh, the guards are in on it. They let them in, which like should have been on Jean-Claude's mind from the beginning. Yeah. That these guards are in on it because they're so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could somebody like, how could just an inmate be getting around murdering a bunch of inmates like this mm-hmm. with the guards not being aware of it at all yeah. like no yeah they're in on it obviously <laughs> you're not that great of a cop yeah <laughs> <laughs> there were a ton of things that i did not quite understand like what exactly was going on until much later and i couldn't tell if that was a case of like the movie just being mysterious or me being bad at paying attention to this movie, <laughs> or it being just bad at like getting the information across. Yeah. Uh, Cause like most of the shit in the middle with him and uh, Rebecca, Amanda, <laughs> uh, with him and Amanda, I didn't understand what the fuck they were doing. Where it was like, so there's, there's a file in the computer and they're gonna download it. And they have that hacker teenage kid doing it. And then he has to get into the records room. Mm -hmm. So Priest has to just somehow get the key to the records room. He just has it, apparently. (laughs) Like, he gets it so easily that it's like, how is any of this an obstacle? If you can literally just walk wherever you want in the prison, nobody ever stops you. And all you have to do is be like, hey, Priest, could you get me a thing? And he'd be like, yeah. And then he does. Well, it's like the easiest fucking quest. Then he had to ride in the clothing bin and roll out the side. (laughs) That's right. That was so silly. Well, yeah, that was that was with Hawkins helping Mm -hmm, him out. mm -hmm. Um, 
which I thought was just like such a silly little moment <laughs> of like for one seeing him slide out the side of that thing, but also just like really nobody noticed yeah. the giant muscle bound Frenchman who just rolled out from the side <laughs> of that fucking cart. You're kidding me. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, and he gets into the records room and then of course he cuts his hand because mm-hmm. he's an idiot and he has to do something to get himself almost caught. Yeah. And then somehow in like two seconds, Climbs all the way up and on top of that thing, like up at like, the top of the room. And like a vent or something. Yeah. And like quietly enough <laughs> that the guard doesn't look up. Yeah, at all. Because he's clearly <laughs> visible. Mm-hmm. Like if you looked up. Yeah, Hawkins saw him. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> absolutely no. Under yeah. no circumstances could yeah. that could that have ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> like Jean-Claude is good, but he ain't that good. Yeah, no. Nobody is that good. <laughs> God, that fucking, uh, that hacker dork, that teenage hacker dork. He was such a little creep. Yeah, he was a total creep. And it was one of those things where it was like, this was done solely for the, like, the, the, you know, hopeful laugh Mm -hmm. that they will get when they, like, cut to, you know, where it's like, I know a guy who did a thing for me on a case. He Mm -hmm. will help us out with the hacking. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, look, it's a teenage kid. Mm -hmm. And it felt like that was the point of him being that age. Yeah. Like, oh, it better be funny. And then when it's not, he's just an annoying kid Mm -hmm. in the rest of the movie. So it's like, it was unfunny. He's not funny for the rest of it. It's just like, it's creepy and weird movies when like teenage boys are just staring down adult women's shirts yeah. And blouses, and it's just supposed to be like, whap, 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 what a rascal. And it's what? like, kid, just do the job that you're here to do, apparently. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how how you are the recommended person for yeah. this fucking mission. <laughs> like, even, even if Jean-Claude is dumb enough to be like, oh, this guy, he would totally be the one. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she found out about it, be like, okay, no, I'm going to get an adult. Yeah. Who knows how to do things? <laughs> like, I'm not working with a literal child. Yeah. This is absurd. Ugh. There was something really confusing. So, like, you know, he he's made friends with seemingly everybody at this jail except for the guy he fought on the first day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that guy's crew. Yeah, and his little crew. But it's like Priest likes him. Hawkins likes him. His cellmate likes him. You know, like everyone will talk to him. Obviously, some of it is via threats because mm-hmm. he's got giant muscles and it's just like, and they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, okay, I'll tell you stuff. Um, but like everyone is basically cool with him. Mm-hmm. And then the one, one of the, in the credits, they called him punks, which <laughs> I thought was funny because it's like, I know that that's like technically the like, from what I know, like that's technically the like term for that like or where that term came from of like the guy in prison who will you know let you fuck him gotcha (laughs) you know what i mean like being a punk and that's why uh, Mm -hmm. jean-claude has that one line of like i don't pay i don't punk yeah like that is what he's like i am not fucking gay (laughs) like he's very clear (laughs) about it but it was just like oh okay so yeah i guess i guess they would be called punks i don't know weird weird way to put it yeah in that era where like it's already been established that if you say punks, people are going to think like Mohawk, 
mm-hmm. studded belts, yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. Not like prison lady boys. Yeah. Um. So it felt almost out of date, even for a movie that was <laughs> like so fucking old. Anyway, <laughs> one of them comes up and warns Jean Claude mm-hmm. that someone's gonna come visit him tonight. Yeah. So don't sleep. Yeah. So they were gonna murder him. Yes. The dude comes in. They grab his fucking roommate. I wrote down, I was like, holy shit, his roommate really took one for the team there. Yeah. Like, just like, because apparently he had to have known that that was coming. You know what I mean? Like, Jean-Claude must have warned him. Like, I would hey, hope that he would. Yeah, like, someone's going to come in and try to murder me. I'm going to do the old pillows under the blankets trick. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to murder me, but they won't be murdering me. Yeah. Just let you know someone's coming in the in the cell late tonight. Yeah. Seemed like he was caught off guard and he was just being strangled. It was like, oh, my God, that poor guy. Yeah. He didn't do anything <laughs> to deserve this. Um, and they fucking stab, stab, stab at the pillow. And then Jean-Claude kicks him from under the bed and comes out and starts a little scuffle. Mm-hmm. And it's the, like, weirdo dudes that he sat with on the first day of, of school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where at first I was like, okay, are these guys supposed to be, like, white supremacists? Because that one guy didn't seem white. Yeah. You know, so it was like, they just, it felt like the movie didn't want to put a stamp mm-hmm. on that. So they were just like, these guys are just the crazy guys. Yeah. Like, they'll do anything. Look at his head. He has names tattooed on the side of his head of the people he's killed. <laughs> I'll bet you that looked a lot cooler in David S. Goyer's head mm-hmm. when he wrote it down. Like, and then the dude's got fucking tattoos on his head of people's names. And then the movie was just like, yeah, look, like, did children write on you with a Sharpie? Yeah. That does not look good at all. It's just the stupidest looking thing in the world. It's like, I, yeah, it probably Jean sounded Claude's better. response was great, though. Oh my god! I forget I what it was. That's very special. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah, that, like that whole silliness. But it turns out that those two crazy dudes are the ones that the guards have been letting in mm-hmm. to murder people, and so he like gets away from the murder. Yeah. But then they, the guards, and all take him and toss him into solitary. Yeah. And like strip him and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh fuck! They know he's a cop now. No. No. They apparently didn't yet. No. <laughs> and they just threw him in there for... For safekeeping until he could be murdered later. Yeah, which is like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then that is when <laughs> Mr. Heckles gets burned alive in his cell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, what did he say? He said something about like, oh, yeah, you're talking to your friend Burke. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And he's like, what? No, I never talked to nobody about nothing. No, nobody knows nothing. And then they fucking burn him alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in the end, it like, what is this accomplishing? I don't know. Like, it's you're not necessarily closing any <laughs> yeah. like loops or anything. You know, it's like nothing is like, oh, we, now that he's gone, we're safe. Like, what? No, he, it's not like he was going anywhere. Yeah. And, okay, whatever, fine. I guess he's dead now. And then comes just yet another unearned Jean-Claude sex scene. Like, thankfully, this mm-hmm. one ends before actually getting to a really awkward actual sex scene. Yeah. Like, the, it just implies the that they do it. The awkward enough. Yeah, the lead-up was insanely awkward because of the fact that these characters have spent all of, like, two minutes together mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. She has that whole big speech at the beginning about, like, oh, what? Do you have a problem because I'm a woman on mm-hmm. this case? If you got a problem, take it up with whoever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm here to do a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. They're like, serious business. Well, okay. And then since the whole movie was going to be taking place in prison anyway, I was like, okay, so they're not 
they're just not even going to play it, right? Yeah. There's just no romance in this movie at all because why would there be? Because mm-hmm. that How? would be so weird. How yeah. How could there be? Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, okay, so now she's meeting him in the like conjugal visit shed, mm-hmm. which since she's playing his wife, okay, I get it. You yeah. go in there and then you have your meeting. Yeah. And then she's like trying to give him information on the case mm-hmm. as he starts like kissing her neck and like caressing her. And it's just like, nobody really initiated this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there was never like a moment of them like sitting there like, oh, we should do this. It was literally like, so the mission is going along and you are touching me and you're kissing on me and I'm trying to finish my sentence and now you're kissing me on the mouth mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to finish my sentence and it seems like you don't care about the mission anymore. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they just start making out and then it thankfully goes to the next scene and moves on but it's implied that they do it and it was just like why 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 is that even in the movie it's like if you're not even gonna have it be a like full-on raunchy nudity sex scene then why even include this at all because again it's just weird yeah they don't know each other there is no romance here (laughs) this is not like the culmination of like some stolen glances from earlier in the movie Mm -hmm. you know where it's like oh they might have oh and now is their only chance to do it so they might as well it's literally it's just like so anyway our job is oh we're doing it okay yeah i guess we're doing it like she doesn't necessarily fight it Prison makes you horny, I guess. I, I mean, know. I understand that, but I really don't like. It felt like she took no, yeah, <laughs> like no, like charge of the situation where she should have been like, okay, look, I get it, yeah, <laughs> but we need to talk about things because of the murders. Remember, <laughs> you're not like you are in prison, but you're not actually in prison. Yeah, so maybe just chill out, horn dog. <laughs> I mean, get a quickie out of out of the way, and then use the rest of the time for the mission. <laughs> Wait, what mission? I don't even remember. Um, and then I love like the the whole next thing because th- that's where so much of like the detail I believe comes in about <clears throat> about like what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're the stuff that they find out with all the hacking and whatever, where it's like all the people who were being murdered all had the same blood type or they all had like AB negative or whatever the fuck it was right didn't they say no. something about that no they have different blood types but they were all like no gang affiliation no tattoos no drugs gotcha i thought it was i thought the whole thing was that they only took the ones from that had the like universal donor blood because that would be the easiest to like sell but maybe that oh, was maybe I, mean, I don't know. Truthfully, it's, again, lots of stuff was unclear. Yeah. So it's possible that that was or was not in yeah. there. <laughs> and one of us didn't catch it. Totally fine. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but so he knows he has to get into the infirmary to check out because earlier in the movie, one of those guards drops a like. Uh, well, what like a medical waste box, mm-hmm. and there and blood comes out of it or whatever, and Burke's like, "What the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. So it's like they know that they're taking stuff out of there, yeah, in those kinds of boxes. That must be why they're killing these people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I need to get into the infirmary, so I'm gonna go to priest, and I'm gonna have priest help me. <clears throat> And I was expecting some sort of like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, you know, like set up a plan and go through it and all that. And then in the end, all it seems is apparently Priest just sets a bomb. 
Mm-hmm. And the bomb goes off, and everyone's like, what the fuck was that? And they go to check it out, and then he just walks into the infirmary. Yeah. That's the whole plan. <laughs> it was like, he could have done that. Why did you need yeah. <laughs> like, It's like, to, to be like, oh, yeah, this guy, priest, he can do what you need to do. Yeah. Like, blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like, just such a simple. He's the one with the access to explosives. I guess, but it's just so funny to be like, <laughs> that was the whole plan. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Great. And so that's when he finds out, you know, they break into the thing, they open it up, and they realize that they are stealing hearts. Mm-hmm. And that is the whole deal. Well, that's what they're doing. Organs, well, yeah, other organs too. But when he opens it, he sees the heart, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they're, yeah, which, they're basically just selling everybody's organs. Yeah. Which the human heart would not be viable in that sort of condition. Like the, <laughs> that heart is dead. Like the heart needs some sort of like active movement and like blood flow. <laughs> I'm pretty to, sure it could just sit and chill. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's in, like, a cold, dark freezer. Like, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, either way, I, I didn't expect this movie to get a lot of yeah. a lot of science stuff right. Yeah. Uh, especially considering the, the moment that then happens, because that's the moment when a new prisoner gets transferred mm-hmm. to uh, to this prison. And it is the somehow not dead Sandman. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing about his past that comes back in this movie. None of yeah. the rest of it has anything to do with his past. Mm-hmm. And the Sandman has nothing to do with these murders. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, that is the biggest thing is the yeah. fact that, like, that from this point, somehow the movie pivots and suddenly turns into a Burke versus the <laughs> Sandman movie mm-hmm. with this whole organ dealing sort of taking a back seat yeah and nobody really cared about that anymore until the sandman is dealt with mm-hmm. and then they go back to it yeah and it was just so funny that it was just like okay so now this whole plan just gets put on pause because they happen to transfer yeah, yeah. the guy who should be dead yeah he has to go re-kill someone yeah and then he can get back to the mm-hmm. mission at hand it's just so fucking silly and then now that is when everybody in the prison learns that he's a cop Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, <laughs> the Sandman says, "Bring me a dream, Burke," which is like you're using that backwards. You're the Sandman. Mm-hmm. You bring the dream. <laughs> like you're not even doing it right. Oh, you fucking idiots. Um, and then like the thing is, is like at this point, so he knows all the shit. You know what I mean? Like, he essentially knows mm-hmm. what's going on. The guards are letting in these specific guys yeah. to murder these guys to get their organs to sell them. Like, it's clear what has happened here. Yeah. And then somebody asks, I don't remember who, but somebody asks Burke why he's still there. And I wrote, yeah, why are you still here? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you tried to leave yet? Yeah. Like, we learn that it probably wouldn't have been able to happen. Yeah. Based on, like, the, the shady dealings that were going on. Yeah. But it was like, it seemed like he didn't even try. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you have all your information. Mm-hmm. What are you planning to do? Literally, like, arrest these guards yourself as a prisoner? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is your game here? Yeah. I don't understand I'm... why you haven't tried to leave yet. Yeah. And uh, the movie apparently wanted to bring that up, too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that is when, because, like, when they started this whole mission, there was Amanda, Jean-Claude... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy, Tom, who is like Amanda. Amanda's like mentor. Yeah. And then a guy, Keen, who I believe like works for the prison. 
No. Right? No, no he's, he's also a cop? No, he's like in government. He's like the district attorney or something like that, I okay. thought. Okay, but th- at this point, based on the things that the hacker has found out mm-hmm. and who has been accessing these files, which, like, when you learn what the file is... Because, you know, they go through the whole thing like, oh, we're downloading it. And, oh, someone's trying to delete it while we're downloading it. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, I hope this whole thing works. And it turns out that it winds up being, like, basically just a string of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not even that many. It's not even, like, it's a string of a thousand digits that you have to <laughs> do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they say that it's, like, several prisoners' prison numbers yeah. in a row. Which yeah. is, like, so there's probably, like, 60 or so numbers in this document like it's basically just saying like it's not that big Mm -hmm. why do they need to have it as a computer file you know what i mean like no 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 no. the the file they were specifically talking about was the sleep file right that was only the people or only the prisoners that had been murdered their prisoner number and their blood type right but but his his name was on it yeah, his was the last number on the list. Right, so it's assumed so, that they were all written on there in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it was written as each one got killed, it got added to it, that that it, was the list they had. Yeah, it seems like that's, like, the one getting killed out of the next, like, batch of new prisoners or something. I don't know. It, I'm it's assuming, just I just don't understand yeah. why they have any of this on the computer. I don't know. What is the point? All you're doing know. is writing down a string of numbers. You can hand that to somebody with a piece of paper mm-hmm. and not have an actual physical digital yeah. trail to be caught by anybody. Yep. Like if it was something huge where it was like only a computer mm-hmm. could hold this wealth of information we're hiding. Yeah. It was literally like you could write that on a post-it yep. and slip it into somebody's pocket. Why do you need to have it on the prison server yeah. to be searched like you fucking morons. And I'm sure at the time it was like, holy fuck, this is like so crazy, this computer technology. And looking at it now, it's like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Why is anybody doing this? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so she finds out that Keen is in on it because his no. computer was one that accessed the file. No. Yes. Not Keen. Yes. The bald guy with the mustache. Oh, right, Because she gets mad at him, and she's like, I'm not talking to you. And she grabs Tom and goes to grab him to tell him about Mm -hmm. Keen being in on the whole thing. Yeah. And then Tom reveals that everybody except for her and Jean-Claude were in on it. Of the people who set up this mission, Tom and Keen were both in on the murders and didn't want it to be found out. I thought that they were assuming Keen was the one that was in on it. And then it wasn't until the creepy computer nerd kid paged Amanda and she called him back and he told her like what the phone number was for. Well, because he was telling her the other one that was uh, 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 accessing it. Gotcha. Because they were like, there are a couple other computers that were accessing this file. Mm -hmm. And when she gets there, she says that Keen was in on it. And then the hacker is like, also this guy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, my God, she's now telling on a guy who was in on it with the guy she's telling. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Lord. And this is like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, oh, my God, the whole sort of plot is hinging on this. Like, why, 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 what are these guys doing? And you get this whole big 
sob story from Tom about like my wife, she needed a liver, but the lists, they're so long. Mm -hmm. And so I found a doctor who would do it for me, but I had to get the, the organ. And so we got it from a prisoner. And after a while, we realized we could make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you just sort of forget that they're people. Yeah. So it makes it a lot easier. And it's like, holy shit, this dude's evil as fuck. And he's got this whole big backstory. Mm -hmm. And now he's got Amanda like cornered in the house. What could happen? And then his his wife just walks in, who mm -hmm. didn't know about any of this. Yeah. And she's like, what's happening in here? And then Amanda is just like, why don't you ask your husband about all the murders? And then just walks out of the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought she was going to, like, get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Or that she was going to have to, like, fight her way out of here. Mm -hmm. Or there'd be some sort of something. But he really just lets her leave. Yeah. Because so, he doesn't want to kill her in front of his wife. I mean, just like at I that guess. point, you're so caught. There's nothing yeah. else. like you might as well keep your secret. I don't know. Hope that you're you know you could trust your wife to keep the secret too. <laughs> but like it was like okay, so now she's leaving. So okay, so Jean Claude's in the jail and he's gonna do his thing, and she must you know finish off this mm -hmm. whole thing later. Yeah. So we go back to the prison and uh, fucking Simon, not Simon. Sandman. <laughs> For some reason in my head, it was like, you know, Simon. Sidecar. Uh, but they let everybody out. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Sandman is definitely a part of that. Because I remember he, like, doesn't he turn off, like, the electric doors or something? Yeah. So they all yeah, open. He, yeah, he opens all the cell doors. Yeah, so everybody escapes. And they're chasing down all the, like, doctors and people who are still in there. Like, the, it's basically a huge, giant prison riot. Mm -hmm. And Jean-Claude is uh, trying to find and kill the Sandman again. Yeah. And as I was, like, writing all this kind of shit down, I was just like, what about... The whole murder plot. Like, what? none of yes. this has anything to do with that anymore. Like, the Sandman is a completely different thing. And the only connection is you find out that Tom transferred mm -hmm. the Sandman there in order to let all of the prisoners know that he's a cop. Yeah. So that he would hopefully get killed. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And it was like, you could have just spread that word yourself. Yeah. Without transferring the the, the <laughs> homicidal maniac to like the murder prison. Yeah. It seems like he would thrive there. That wouldn't be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, he was like welcomed with a standing ovation. Yeah, everyone was like, fuck yes, fuck yes. Like they were so excited <laughs> for it. It was like, this seems like a bad idea, but yeah. okay, I guess, man. The guards get a hold of Jean-Claude and then priest and hawkins rescue him so now they're gonna like fight their way through you know all of this shit and whatever mm -hmm. so the guards you know are kind of decimated like the the command is kind of out of control now it's mm -hmm. not it, it's a literal moment of the inmates running the prison yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like they are in charge they're taking it over yeah they're fucking everything up and then the the evil sheriff warden is chasing down <laughs> Uh, Hawkins, well, I mean, he's chasing down all three of them. Mm -hmm. Hawkins gets hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, Jean-Claude is going to keep going. Priest is going to go with him. Hawkins gets left behind. The evil warden guy comes in and literally puts a barrel to the back of Hawkins's head, mm -hmm. which is probably one of my favorite moments when Hawkins is just like, just fucking do it, and, like spits at him. Yeah. Fuck you. And then what the great... Uh, classic of like show the gun next to somebody's head mm -hmm. cut to a different shot but then hear the gunshot mm -hmm. and then reveal that the gunshot was not the one you thought it was <laughs> but an off-screen gunshot because Priest came back 
and murdered the evil <laughs> sheriff warden guy and gave his great line of, uh, you make a deal with the priest, it's for keeps. And I was like, oh, this guy's the greatest. What a fucking character actor. It's so fun. Also, the fact that the sheriff warden was probably killed with bullets made by Hawkins. Because <laughs> there was that scene where he was like making buckshot. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. I totally forgot. Like, I, honestly, I didn't know what he was doing at mm. that point when I saw him dealing with the like the the boiling water and the stuff and whatever. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I have, I have no idea what he was doing. And then it moved along. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, he's making the gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So yeah, that is pretty poetic. Um, and so now, essentially, you know, he's got to try to escape the prison. Like all the guards are dead, mm-hmm. and then the Sandman kills Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember exactly how he did it, but I know he kills him. <laughs> I think yeah. he shoots him. But truthfully, I don't really remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I just wrote down. I wrote Sandman killed Priest with an exclamation point. <laughs> like no. Um, and then one of my favorite things in the whole world when he's when Jean Claude is walking through the like pipes and yeah, shit the, like, like boiler the, room yeah, the boiler room set and he gets to that platform and he just flex yells Come yeah, on! yeah yes oh my god that was so funny <laughs> the fact that it's like a big spinning shot around him as he just flexes as hard as he can and screams come on and then immediately gets a wrench in the face <laughs> that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life it was so great <laughs> it was so perfectly timed in a way that was like I mean, are you really trying to undercut your hero this much, Booby? It seemed wild to me that they would be willing to just, like, have him look like the toughest and biggest he's mm-hmm. looked in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. that flex and all that. Like, he's like, oh, don't fuck with this guy. Yeah. Just to immediately get a wrench in the face. Like, oh, my God. Um, they did a really great job casting Sandman, though, considering, yes. like, he, the guy was creepy enough. But it mm-hmm. was, like, the bigness. Yeah. The fact that, like, even Jean-Claude with all of his muscles... It looked like it could be a decently like matched fight, yeah. Just because of how huge this guy was, yeah. So when they do wind up fighting, <laughs> you don't necessarily feel like, oh, Jean Claude should be mopping the floor with this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I kind of yeah, get it. Yeah. I kind of get it. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, I hated a lot of their fight leading up to like the end of their battle because mm-hmm. there was that really dumb moment with that like spinning fan drill thing or whatever. Yeah. That didn't make any sense and also was just really poorly done. Yeah. Where like the Sandman at one point, like his body fell into it and it just like folded over because it's clearly made of like foam mm-hmm. and it doesn't hurt him despite the fact that the whole point of the scene is that they're like oh don't touch it it's spinning so fast yeah but like he clearly just like lays on it for a second and nothing happens and yeah. it's like yeah duh because it's a stupid prop but that was a horrible way to shoot this scene yeah like that was impressively <laughs> bad uh is how i i wrote it or i wrote what an impressively poor scene that was <laughs> like that was just terrible from top to bottom oh my god and then uh, that this is when i really started to notice the double kicks mm-hmm. that was really apparent in this fight which is like <laughs> like oh my god what yeah. is happening it's like the movie's skipping or something <laughs> and then something that i i was very surprised that i was as like oh like, I, I liked that little thing. Like, it was a thing that actually made sense and wasn't only to showcase 
like action movie nonsense it had a reason in the scene itself <laughs> when the sandman because at first it seems ridiculous when the sandman just grabs jean-claude by the shirt and rips it off of his body mm-hmm. and i was just like this is what you can't even think of an excuse for him to get his shirt off so he could look super muscly for your yeah. final fight scene like it's the bad guy just rips it off of him <laughs> but then he wraps it around his hands mm-hmm. and uses it to pull open the boiler door yeah. like to all the flames and i was like Oh, holy shit, he did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> he ripped the shirt off because he wanted to grab the door. Like, oh, wow. I am right. pleasantly surprised, movie. <laughs> that was clever. Yeah, and I was I wrote down, I was like, it's actually pretty clever that he used it to help open the door to the furnace that he idiotically stands in front of <laughs> so that he could get fucking drop kicked into the mm-hmm. furnace and somehow again not die. <laughs> yep. Stands up and walks out. And, like, is, like, his voice gets all distorted, too. Yeah. Because it's, like, he has, you know. His uh, larynx. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. It's, like, you know, anytime you see, like, like uh, like basketball players, especially ones that are, you know, like, they're, like, 7'6 or something, like, something huge. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, the voice is just, like, fucking deep as hell. And this guy's really big, but his voice wasn't really all that deep. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that kind of like Andre the Giant <laughs> shack, <laughs> like, oh, kind of deepness. <laughs> uh, but then once he went into the fire, all of a sudden when he was coming out, he was like, ah, uh, uh, uh. I was like, is he literally turning into a monster? What is going on? Until he comes out and it's just like, okay, he's just, he's just a little crispy. Yeah. And then Jean-Claude, uh, impales the back of the sandman's head on a <laughs> on mm-hmm. like a big giant uh bolt or yeah something. like a bolt that's sticking out of the pipes mm-hmm. and then he tells him that he can't kill him and he does he, yeah he kills him <laughs> he like moves his body an inch and yeah that- and then that was it that did it and it killed him and then that was just my favorite part of the movie because i just wrote i was like hey he finally killed the sandman now he can go home wait what was the mission again? Yeah. Like this wasn't the mission when he got here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How did this become the finale of the movie? And then there's that hilarious awkward walk past all of the prisoners who had just been chanting for his death because mm-hmm. they were watching this fight and they were yeah. like, Sandman, Sandman. Everyone was on the Sandman <laughs> side. And then he kills him and everyone's just like, Sandman, Sandman. <sighs> And then they just stand there in silence mm-hmm. as he just like shuffles past them slowly for a long time. Yeah, that like, went it, on it, for <laughs> way too long. It wasn't even like, and then he clears the frame and cut to the next scene. It was like, no, no, no. And then you got to see him go up this flight of stairs. Yeah. And then he's got to go past all of these guys. It's yeah. like, we get it. They're letting him leave. Yeah. They saw him murder the Sandman and now they're scared of him, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he just walks out of the prison. And he meets up with Amanda mm-hmm. and they have a, I wrote, completely unearned diehard crane out mm-hmm. from them. They like meet in the parking lot and hug while all the emergency vehicles are around mm-hmm. and the camera starts like lifting away. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what about Tom and Keen? Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened to them. They haven't yeah. been like uh, apprehended or, or anything like that. And the movie's just like, and we're done. Yeah. And we're over. And I could not believe that they left like the main plot of the movie. Like mm-hmm. the guys whose plan was the murders he was investigating. We don't know what happens to them. Yep. 
That is the most ridiculous thing I've seen this month. Like, there are ridiculous things in all of these movies. Yeah. But the fact that they literally were just like, meh, we don't even really give a shit about finishing that part of the movie. This is over. We're done here. Right? Let's go. It was so just like, let's just end this, please. Yeah. (laughs) It was was so absurd, dude. I couldn't believe it. We have one more week of Jean-Claude Van Damme month. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i very excited for this last movie. <laughs> Me too. It's the one that has inspired this whole thing. It's a mm-hmm. movie that I've been wanting to see for so, 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 so long. And uh, I'm hoping that it's the most ridiculous out of all of them. Like, I hope it's the most fun and ridiculous movie of them yes. all. Uh, we will see. And honestly, there's a bunch of movies that we had we had planned to get to yeah. that we absolutely will not because there's only one week left. So it's like possibly try to find a way to do it like we could absolutely do a second month with the amount of movies he's made oh yeah so it's not necessarily that we'll never do them we just couldn't get around to them yet yes uh but (laughs) it's it's been such like ridiculous fun watching these movies and how Mm -hmm. just like crazy they all are yeah and i'm hoping that this one this last one is going to be the like the cherry on top of it this one i'm hoping that this last one I'm I'm expecting this last one to be my favorite, just given the you know context of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and based on the fact that I don't, this isn't really my genre. Yeah, you know, I I was never like the action flick kind of person, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that uh, the location of the action <laughs> will keep me more not that i'm not intrigued but you know at least keep me more entertained oh yeah i think it's (laughs) i think it's gonna be a blast but uh that is gonna wrap it up for this week for popcorn for dinner this is jeff and kelly i'm a computer cowboy that's what i am (laughs) 